0: Harry James in 45, released in 46, so maybe it was I don't know somehow that song got bought for this uh, for this movie interesting okay, now this guy has information on how to look ugly Um, his information is like what German might wear a toupee in the hotel and he's like You have to give me a couple hundred francs for that, monsieur.
1: What kind of weird question? Oh, yeah, look at Stiffy. Oh, and Harper's running a talk.
0: So, here's one of my favorite scenes, probably my favorite scene uh, or segment. He needs money. You know, Pierre needs a couple hundred francs, and he's broke. So chico wants to come up with money uh and the re they, they see the maitre d he goes no i'm not like at that come on, you he sees the maitre d get tips oh, yeah, and give a table to someone so he's like if everybody tips us for tables he goes i got a good idea
1: I love how a Jewish guy imitates an Italian guy. I just—it just never stops amusing me. Oh yeah, there you go. He
0: was—he's Jewish. He was Jewish.
1: Yeah, but he's always like Chico, or you know, I'm Casanetti or whatever his name is. Say.
0: So there was one time uh, I forget which movie it was. Uh, Groucho was showing him a map of where they were going to build houses, and it was down by, like, the levees, right? So he goes, here it is right my good man, down by the levees. And so Chico goes, oh, it's a Jewish neighborhood.
1: Right, down by the levees. Yeah, once in a while, Groucho slip that in. Is that the one It's like coconut something? I wish I knew my shit better before I got on air.
0: Oh, coconut, uh, Day, something like that. It was the housing boom.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so, that's a great one. That's the one with the sanity clause.
0: Yes, and okay, so Groucho, I don't know if he did it on purpose to get rid of the Count, who's really the Nazi shtubel, but he spilled, he looked at the camera again. You You hate that.
1: Yeah, second time. No, that's fine. Listen, if you're Eddie Murphy in this trading places, that is fine. No problem.
0: Uh-huh.
1: now I guess I guess Krasio can get away with it. Yeah, so he's doing somewhere in. I'll have what she's having. Better yet, I'll have her.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, he, he she goes. She goes. I'm thirsty. And he goes. What are you having? And she goes. Champagne. And he goes. Waiter, waiter. He says, Get her a cheese sandwich. Put the get bill it to her. I don't get that. He's like, Do you rumba? I don't, but I'll walk around. He goes he gives her the cigar and goes, Hold this till I get back. Now he's like, I'm back.
1: I'm back. Yeah.
0: Now see they're I mean, it's always- they're continuing to uh-huh. populate the dance floor with tables and seating people for money. They don't even work here.
1: Thank God the tables were there. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was So
0: Joe goes like like I can remember when this was all farmland, you know? Grouchy goes, I remember I could remember when this was all dance floor.
1: Oh, the umpteenth time.
0: He goes, uh they have an excellent floor show here. Too bad they don't have a floor. See look at how the bullshit.
1: This went. is like a good thing. Looking good for where uh, he gets his own ta- uh, table, like they bring him to the back.
0: Right, right.
1: I haven't got a flaw. I haven't got a flaw. How I got in my pajamas, it's because I paid him for sexual favors.
0: Look, only Groucho. Oh, Groucho. Dancing. Why
1: can't go to... Why... So he just kicked the Nazi. First off, that Nazi has a big fucking scar on his face. Like, that that's pretty noticeable. Uh huh. line on his forehead. Yes. On his bold spot. Uh, He's known to be bold, and it's a scar on his face. So if you meet a guy with a toupee with a scar on his face, don't think, "Oh, look. hey, Chico, I noticed you were walking by a piano. Do you mind to play?"
0: Right, no, exactly though. right, Mike. She the guy's like, "Hey, I gotta make a phone call. Would you sit in for me?"
1: Phone call. I'm calling Warner Brothers. I'm, letting, I'm calling fucking hum, Humphrey Bogart. calling Sam.
0: Watch how he throws the baton.
1: Holy shit. He nearly hit the trumpet player. <laughs> the trumpet player is like, I'm going to fucking kill you, Chico. Look at that hate. That stare he's giving. What's he now, playing? You know
0: the song... Um... We'll roll out the barrel and we'll have a barrel of fun. That's what he's actually playing, but he doesn't really play that melody till the way end.
1: Oh, I think I know the word. Roll out uh, the barrel. Make sure there's no monkeys in there. Yeah. A if monkey. there are monkeys, now look at his face. They will get not mm-hmm. Nick. Yeah, I know, I love it. I love it. This, but and I love how, like, what... is
0: this is a typical Marx Brothers film. This there's nothing different here about this film except that they did it sort of like they just threw it together and did it last minute, but it's a it's your it's is everything the Marx Brothers promises you. I don't know why the yeah. internet thinks it's so you know
1: it gets lumped in it gets them lumped in like with all their later works or the crappy films, you know, which are kind of the same one of the same, so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, cool, because I, I think Man of the Office probably might from my favorite. I mean I love the Duck Soup's Great. Duck
0: Soup, yeah.
1: Yeah, Duck Soup's great. Flawless, that movie. Oh, hey look, his buddy's back. He's on the second piano. Because that was the second piano.
0: The joke of this song is they're all bouncing together.
1: Oh, yeah. Come see Night in Casablanca. Chico has not one but two pianos. I'm gonna walk by two pianos. Are there two harps in this movie? Just the one harp. Yeah.
0: I know why there is a two of harps. I mean, they didn't want to you know, I that would you you don't want to harp on it?
1: Well, you know, two of harps, there are two harps that beat as one.
0: <laughs> you two?
1: Yeah, two of harps. You know, you two. Two uh, you harps
0: <laughs> beat as You could
1: see it, and she goes
0: Blocks. Uh, I don't know.
1: You can see the money like Chico's going to make in his eyes. He's like, I just got to do this number, yeah. and my debts are paid.
0: That's right.
1: Duds. Yeah. Okay, so
0: Beatrice uh, said, why can't we be alone? And he goes, if I didn't know the sound of your voice, I would swear that I said that. <laughs> so she goes, meet, meet me on the corner of La Rue, blah, blah, and La Rue. Right? So that's where Groucho went off mm-hmm. to.
1: That says dirty.
0: Rue Lafayette. These
1: guys are like. So oh, comes... yeah. Rooming street.
0: Look, he's all wow. fucked. Wow. Because he got tried to get somebody, a car tried to hit him.
1: Yeah, he's the fucking mess cooker, is what happened. His lab blew up. <laughs> Makes sense. That's why I talk a million miles an hour. Yeah. I'm covered in it. He goes. Wait, they've been... He
0: goes. A, a car tried to hit me then it tried to hit me again then I went up a, a palm tree and it hit <laughs> the palm tree you know it's like
1: yeah well that must be a bad ride oh so they were trying to kill Gracha
0: yes they were he's the manager they are always trying to kill the manager so Stubel can become the manager and we don't know why but I'll just ruin it for you the the treasure is hidden in the hotel and the manager of course was... can have access to everything.
1: Now, how many movies did they did in a fucking hotel, right? There was uh, Room Service. There was Coconut Grove. There was this one.
0: I really don't know, but it's Corn- a very familiar setting for them. Now, Harpo is overhearing that they're going to try to kill Cornblue, which is Groucho, the manager. They're going to Corn- try Blue. to kill him.
1: Life. Well, have you ever seen uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Devil Rejects? Nope. or uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. No. It has this, like, murder... There's a murder family. I wouldn't recommend the film, but they are named after uh, uh, Gretchen Marks' characters. Yeah. So there's, like, Firefly, and Otis Driftwood, and Captain Spaulding. But they're, like, cruel serial killers. Yeah. But in the second Not movie,
0: interested. in
1: Devil's Reject, there's, like, a 70s TV... Uh... Oh, they're doing the stick, you
0: Yeah, it's the charades.
1: The strips. Say soup. Oh, this is where he makes a Chinese joke, right? He goes, uh, uh, Chinese, he goes, chop suey, rice.
0: Uh, yes, actually.
1: I remember. Yeah, I do remember that.
0: He's trying to say surprise. And he
1: goes, soup, rice,
0: soup, rice, soup, rice. Oh, you got
1: a surprise,
0: hey!
1: Oh my god, this thing goes on forever. It does. What's the message? What's the trade? How many words? 115. Fuck, this is going to take forever. (laughs) But he makes noises, right? Like, he can make, like, barking noises. Why can't he just say, you know, they're going to try to kill Groucho? Write it down. All my debts will be wiped away after this bit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. All I gotta do is ask you a who's a room
0: and then pay my debts. Hey!
1: Yay! Third day. Sorry, I wasn't listening. How about...
0: It makes him say. I don't
1: know. Who? Who? Twist. Every dollar.
0: B twist. B twist. B twist. B twist. B twist. twist.
1: Oh my god. There's
0: the dog sounds. This is my. Pekingese.
1: Dog leg. Pekinese. Oh, Pekingese. I was going to say dog leg. Like it was a golf. Great. Okay. For $20,000. We're on the final one.
0: Is that your final answer?
1: <laughs> yeah. We need like Rob Lowe, the hostess. Oh, I'm so sorry. The flower. It's a smack. Oh, my God. It's been a... Well, this is the length of the show right here, the sketch. Our show is normally two hours. I blame this this routine. <laughs> yeah. Shut up your face. What's the matter, you A?
0: Hey. hey, God, no respect. Hey. Hey.
1: What you gonna do? Hey, what you what? gonna say? Ah, shut up.
0: Ah, shut up of your face. <laughs> it's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up for your face. So...
1: That guy wasn't even a Italian. Oh, here we go. Here's, uh... Does he even know he's playing with, uh, against a Nazi? Yeah. He goes... Bo- he goes...
0: Reserve me a plane seat to Tunis. And he goes, oh, there's beautiful women in Tunis. He goes, I'm not interested in beautiful women. And he goes, oh, you should see some of the women I've dated then.
1: Oh, I got you, right. So he goes, oh, no,
0: plus oh, so he's got something to tell you. So he's doing all of that stuff.
1: <laughs> Super fast. Yeah. It's, so all three of them are on the same screen. Come back, Groucho. Oh, uh, there they are. There's three things. Now, come back, Harpo. You, how do you know? like this is like the moment in Heat where Al Pacino and Robert De Niro on the same, screen, on the same you know, screen. He goes, yeah, they're all together.
0: He just made fun of his hat, you see. He goes, they're going to kill you. It's all over the hotel." He goes, why don't they tell me these things? He goes, I don't mind dying, but I just resent having to hear it from a guy with a p- whose head comes to a point.
1: Oh, yeah. What kind of hat is that? Is that like a pork? I mean, it's for to me, it's always going to be a Chico hat. But I, I know it has a certain name to it. Well, I'm pork, sure is it a pork? look it up. But I'm sure it's like,
0: you know, in the 20s and 30s, it was some stereotypical Italian hat.
1: Oh, right. I got gotcha. you. I wear it every night in Vaudeville. People loved it. Ooh, look at that wave. Uh-oh. You know Harper's going to eat that fucking candle. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he does, and he does the finger. Okay, so what happens here is he, you know, Harpo's hungry, so Chico's like, "Boss, your food could be poisoned. You need a guinea pig." He goes, "I'm gonna eat my steak. Right. You can have the guinea pig."
1: Why the guinea pig? You go down south. Or why would you go down south? My meth blew up in the last scene. I said a car hit me. oh yeah look at that meat he goes you're eating sauce?
0: steak," and he goes that is me steak and I want to eat it
1: <laughs> oh there we go I guess I don't keep kosher
0: they made his hair super curly his hair is just normal straight hair but he didn't wear a right. wig, and they made his hair super curly
1: well, he would always wear a wig, but in this film, they just called out his hair.
0: Yep. They gave him a perm. Here's your, uh, See, so he puts the flame on his
1: Yeah. Hair. Nice. You know, they were talking about uh, Buster Keaton, and Buster Keaton sold a bunch of his gags to Marx Brothers. So the oh. scene where Harpo is in the Night of the Opera, where he's tearing down the, the backdrops, that was from an old Harold uh, Lloyd film. I don't know where this joke came from. Probably a caveman. The giant cork. Yeah. I think for instance, sold back.
0: And so there's so much cork, glutch, there's no champagne in it. There was no room.
1: Oh. God, just gets sick of his ass. Oh, no. That's like one of those te- old style telephones. It's Not that, conversation. Right? It
0: was a regular old modern telephone
1: going to set A salty call.
0: See, it's very classic. Mother Marx Brothers here.
1: Yeah, They're
0: giving right. us what we yeah. paid for. Oh, bro. Yeah, you
1: win. <laughs> That's right. They touch each other's balls and they kiss each other in the mouth. Now look, no, no, look. I paid for that.
0: His foot is like a. Uh... Watch.
1: See. Oh, yeah. yeah he the
0: Marx Brothers film.
1: Right. Oh, it's like an ashtray. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I know that foot from yellow submarine
0: Now, that was the typical girl running away from him, but he didn't chase.
1: Right. Did you ever see the man who came to dinner? It was from the 30s, and it was based on a radio player, what have you, or play, and... Uh, it's about a theater critic who gets stuck in this house, and he won't leave. He's like the guest that won't leave. Mm-hmm. And he brings over his friend, and his friend is like Harpo Marx, but it's played by Jimmy Durante. So it's Jimmy Durante, he has Harpo Marx, and he's chasing women around. He talks, he's off camera, but he's like, you know, he does the leg bit, and he chases, he sees a woman, and he drops everything, and runs, chases after them.
0: Watch, he's, like, offended! In all the years I've been in the hotel
1: business, that's the funniest story I've ever heard. I suppose your name is Smith? Oh, it's Smythe. Spelled with a Y. Oh, that's the English version. Mr. and Mrs. Smythe are no baggage. What? <laughs> oh, it's his name. He is in this hotel, right, Casablanca? It's a hotel, but,
0: so... He, they don't have any bags, so he's, like... They, he thinks they're just there to screw. I, he doesn't really. I I don't know what's going on here. He's just teasing, I guess. But he wants to see their marriage license. It's
1: funny. He goes, well, you know, if they if that couple wanted to go to the uh, No Motel in Casablanca, I would recommend the Spray It Again Sam Motel.
0: <laughs> Say it again, Sam. You
1: be ashamed. Spray it again. Spray. Oh, why well, I, I we never have sex. Unless they got a marriage license. Yeah,
0: there you
1: go. The marriage license. Okay, so well, we, well.
0: they want to kill him. So Beatrice is going to lure him to his her room.
1: Right. She's also a Nazi, a Nazi singer.
0: She's a Nazi sympathizer. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know if she's a Nazi. I mean, uh
1: well, this is you know, they sides can reverse. Nazi it's a
0: party were they? I mean,
1: they weren't soldiers. I don't know. Anymore. I never saw Casablanca. I saw Casablanca like years ago. Let's put it that way.
0: Mike, that's nuts. You've got to see it.
1: I've seen it. I've seen it once. Our friend Tom. He loved that movie. He had all these posters and uh, pictures of Humphrey Bogart, and he yeah, knew it by heart. You
0: know what, Tom? Uh, it's almost like he was showing off. Like that movie's supposed well, to be can... a great movie, so he was like, "Yeah, I love it." I don't know.
1: Yeah, but also, I mean, how old was it? it was, he was pretty young. I mean, we were, yes, in our, we're right. teenagers, so you know, we all had our passions. I thought. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I thought I liked. I liked Abby Hoffman. I thought he was kind of a cool guy.
0: hmm Okay, so they...
1: wise I don't know.
0: ...between the fifth and sixth floor. So he can't go to Beatrice's room because he's stuck. So he says, oh, no. You go out there and get help. So hard. Does you think it's ironic?
1: Discovery. He... Yeah. Oh, so he's going to find the loot, I guess. The loot crate. Oh, there it is. The loot crate entrance. Right. In video games, you can – you can, there's something called loot crates that you pay for with real money, and it, it's a gambling game where it offers you like a rare weapon. Could offer you – hey, there it is. Called Bob Babadan and, uh, Now, we'll, – Did you ever see that George Clooney movie? We'll, where it's,
0: we'll see the shadow of one of the cast members soon, one of the off-screen okay.
1: people. Oh, like a, by accident? Yeah. Ooh, real gold. That must have cost him a lot of to, to this thing. Yeah.
0: Just to do the set, right? We uh. thought um we thought buying nineteen thirty six magazines for um little Miss Marker was a lot of <laughs> money.
1: Yeah, this is too much of it is. Hey did he found a harp. Uh oh. Another harp, two harps? Is that harpsacordus? He's killing it. You know, I love Harpo. This is great. It's the thing is, is like you know, you've seen all the other movies so many times, but you don't really see this one as much. Wow, he's just—he doesn't care. That it's looted art, he'll just fuck with it. George Clooney directed a bunch of movies, Carl. He directed a movie uh, about American soldiers reclaiming uh, stolen loot from the Nazis. With Bill I Murray oh, yeah. and Monument Men. Yeah. Monument Men. Well, I can't I'm sure it was very memorable even though I couldn't even remember the name. I wonder if they found a harp and then like Bill Murray played it. Why you gotta be so rude?
0: Don't you know I'm human too? This movie was originally gonna be a complete and 100% spoof on Casablanca.
1: Really? That's interesting, because Casablanca came out what, like two years prior? Uh,
0: 42, so four years Oh,
1: so four years. That's right, it happened during the war, I remember that.
0: Now, Marx Brothers financed this movie themselves.
1: Do they get their money back?
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: Chico's probably like, I still have debt. Couldn't he play the harp better in that movie?
0: Now, he plays a classical song and then he jazzes it up. Yeah. Do you know the classical song? He goes... He does that. But he jazzes it up.
1: I actually know that song from what you sang to me. It's my (laughs)
0: ringtone.
1: I actually listened to my phone. I was going to hang up. I thought I was going to answer. I thought it was my mom. There you go,
0: yeah. Now, the harp isn't the most difficult thing in the world. Like any other instrument, you learn it. Um, But he is very talented, you know? Um, The harp is sort of like if you had a piano, the guts of a piano standing up straight. So... Each note is, each string is its own note. You know, he's very talented. It's, people look at the harp and they're like, oh, I could never do that. You can. They're, it's even color coordinated, you know. Uh, if you took harp lessons, you could get it. But uh, he's very good.
1: Well, I think it's like you can, like, it's not like you could walk into, like, the guitar center and put down a layaway plan for a harp. No. You know, either you have a harp or you don't have a harp. Right. Tuning. Right, unless, I mean, unless someone, I mean, at what point do you go, let's get a harp? And you're like, okay, son, you better fucking commit to this goddamn harp. Otherwise, I got to put it in the closet with the piano and the, uh, uh the theremin. Look. I don't want to play harp anymore. I want to play a theremin. Theremin's oh. great.
0: That's spooky sounding. I own a theremin. I've never turned it on. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: Carl. Can I tell you a really funny story? Okay. Years ago, at a movie theater that closed, but there was a documentary in the '90s called Theremin, and it was about the theremin and talked about Lost Weekend and talked about all the science fiction movies it, it, and talks about the guy and the, the weird history of this guy and with the Russians and uh, the movie theater had promised a live theremin player. Called, I think it was like Nickelback Theater or something like that. Okay. But this man was going to play the afterwards. So this whole movie on spools, and everyone was like really enchanted by the whole like mystique of the the creator and the music and the the pop culture influence. And at the end of the movie, this guy comes in and with his and he puts it right in front of the screen. Within thirty seconds of playing, half the audience has left. Really? Like the guy was like yeah like the whole audience left like they were so psyched at hearing about this this musical instrument and then when the guy actually played it everyone just walked out that? like he was doing like noise type of stuff but I I, I watched the whole thing I liked it oh boy this time I'll walk yeah I'll climb up the stairs no.
0: Chico knows because Harpo told him they're trying to kill him. So this whole segment, Chico will interrupt and cause trouble trying to be his bodyguard, you know. So the ruse is uh, Heinrich is going to come, you know, at the count, is going to come through the door and find Groucho and pretend to be jealous fiance and kill him. And then they'll say it was self-defense or some such thing. So he keeps showing up, but they've changed rooms.
1: And where's Chico? Chico? He's going to show up, right?
0: Yeah, he's going to yeah. knock on the door and stuff like that.
1: So it will be like, yeah, so uh, let's have sex. Okay, knock, knock, knock. Hey, uh, I'm here to have sex. Oh, there's the Pekingese. Right. Or as I like to say. What? <laughs> you got a Pekingese? Oh, yeah.
0: See, it goes hey, boss. Is it? boss. you got a woman in there. You got a girl in there. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, right. Let me end. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, he would always play against, like, Margaret Dumont, like, the uppercut woman, like, who oh, just, yeah. you know, he would yeah. kind of, but she was never a Nazi sympathizer.
0: No, she was always just the, oh, my goodness, lady, you know, the yeah shocked.
1: Well, a lot of times, like, in Duck Soup, she's always, like, kind of bemused, you know, like, obviously he's taking advantage of her, but she just, you know, she's charmed by the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I, I ultimately think it's But this one is like, you know, I guess in Casablanca, in the movie, like the, there's no really good guy or bad guy. It's kind of blurred. So that maybe that's why.
0: What, in this film? The
1: comedy dynamic. In in the actual Casablanca.
0: Oh, uh, no, there was actual good and bad guys, right?
1: Um, I don't know. I saw it once. I saw it in film class. I audited a film class and watched it. uh,
0: Ingrid Bergman is trying to help her husband who's helping the cause of the war okay so in a sense he's a bad guy to Sam but at the same time Sam overcomes his own personal uh, I don't know what the word is to go for the greater good. So the guy's not an enemy in the end. So it is complicated, uh, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess it is. All, I'm a man and you're a woman. Can't take him a better arrangement. Oh, my know. God. What a, we're a dog. Well, let's pick up where we left off in your room.
0: Let's live for the moment. Well, take hey, a- boss, you got a girl in there. You got a woman in there. My sister. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I tell you at the worst time. Chico's always knocked at the door. <laughs> hey, did we get paid up front for this movie? Chico, not now.
0: This movie was about money. As a matter of fact, I don't know who offered him, but Harpo was offered fifty grand, remember in nineteen forty six money, so that would be about a half a million dollars, to utter the single word murder in this film. Presumably, to add publicity value to the film, having him speak only the only time on screen, Harpo declined the offer and never spoke publicly yep. until a concert one year before his death.
1: Well, he he, he had a famous uh, there's a famous book called Harpo Speaks, written by his son, uh, that, that kind of paints like a very yeah, a very nice portrait of his of his father, and uh, a lot of people kind of learned about Harpo that way. You know, and there's also the Groucho Letters, which I never read, but I read the Harper book years ago. And uh, there's always, like, there's always cool film books with the Har- with the Marx Brothers, you know, always, like, black and white photos or just, like, the original title cards and then kind of vaudeville photos and stuff like that. Like, if you dig around and use bookstore, I'm sure you're going to find, like, some out-of-print Marx Brothers book. Scripts, lia duck. Right. Yeah.
0: That's good that Mark, oh, awesome. I mean, was known. I saw some footage of him with his family, and he was super old, like seventy or something, and he was still funny. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, they all kind of held up pretty well. Yeah. I guess except it, for Zeppo. Were you a fan of Zeppo? Like when oh, there was really? the four he Marx was brothers. Great man. He would always have the romance, like whoever, whatever girl he was courting would always last her at the end.
0: Right, and he'd be a beautiful singer. So Harpo found five bucks, right? So the count will have none of yes. that. If you're doing number five, I'm not. He goes, Bleh. so Harpo <laughs> will win. So.
1: He is such an anarchist.
0: Now he'll let it ride, and he'll win again. And he'll let it ride, and it'll win again.
1: Nice. Oh, and he knows, like, that's Rusty. So he's like, I can't believe my pool boy is winning. Right. Wow, that's some animation right there with the coins going up. They must have got it from the gold diggers of 1933 or something. <laughs>
0: 49, the the Gold Rush?
1: Yeah, I guess, no, there was a, it was a Bugsby Berkeley kind of a musical uh, review, and it was uh, basically various song numbers and skits, and it came out in 33, so they called it the Gold Diggers of 33. Oh. oh. It's a cool movie. I think it was 33, but it was named after the year of its release, like as if it was a vaudeville show where they say, you know, 39's greatest uh, show The 39 review.
0: Sounds fun. Never heard of it.
1: You know what sounds terrible? The Gold Diggers of 2020. That is one year I do not want to relive. (laughs) I would like to get a Gold Digger. I mean, there's no gold, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to get the gold first. Bye! Hey, 20.
0: So. He's the manager of the hotel. So he goes up and he goes, oh, we have gambling here? You know, like all surprised. And he goes, sir, if he, you know, the limit is too high. If he wins, he will break the bank. And he goes, "Well, oh, you know the odds of someone hitting five again? There's no way he's going to do that. And they say, <laughs> I've seen okay. so he goes, yeah. what not if I roll the Wheel so Groucho himself threw the ball, and now the count is convincing the cop and the mayor of the town that it was a setup. They're in it together.
1: Interesting, but they weren't.
0: No, it was luck.
1: Yeah, you know, Carl. There's a comic book that just that came out recently which took a script that Salvador Dali wrote. He was going to make a movie with the Mars brothers and like draft really? something. Yeah, so this guy took the script and took some historical notes and he just kind of made a graphic novel of it. Interesting. and, it's, and it stars the Mars brothers and it has Salvador Dali in it and it's it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we book have on.
0: our act 3 set up. Okay? Okay. they've been thrown into jail okay and Beatrice is gonna overhear that the count is taking the he's been now uh, he's become the hotel manager so he's gonna take the Nazi loot and run away and they're gonna leave Beatrice behind so Beatrice sort of like changes sides uh, okay. and calls the cops on him and stuff.
1: You go vicious.
0: Meanwhile, Pierre is going to get flown to uh, France by plane and tried by a military court for I don't know taking the treasure and crashing his plane. I'm not sure for what.
1: So he's about in This what? Look at oh. I'm oh, sorry. I was distracted by Harpo's antics in the background. He, you didn't
0: say he was the bad guy. He's the good guy. You see, and like this is the Act Three setup. Everything's down on its luck. He's going to get tried by a military tribunal, <laughs> but now they find out oh Harpo knows where the treasure is.
1: Yeah, ground basement treasure. Next floor basement. Men's out of there. Treasure.
0: Be quiet. It'll never escape if you keep on yelling.
1: There you go. I think i let her out too. Come on, come on, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. <sighs> Next floor, formal
0: wear, treasure,
1: <laughs> Nazi loot. Nazi loot. Wow, they got a the lot of crap. This
0: is hearing. She's going to be on the outs. So she's pretending. She's horrible acting. She's pretending. She's calling.
1: <laughs> you think? They, you think? Uh, Archie Mayo, the director, is behind uh, the, the off of camera. Uh, hello. <laughs> Thanks, Archie. You're right. What kind of That's white right. name is that? Archibald Mayonnaise. Archibald Els <laughs> And um, by
0: Joseph Fields and Ronald Kibble, Kibby. Uh, Ronald kibbe, kibbe. wrote oh. Groucho Marx. Um, he was in the Air Force in World War II, and after the you know his military service, he co-wrote this movie. Um, this is like
1: almost immediately after got that, Because this is 1946, right? So the war just ended, and just uh... ended, yes. But well, that's nothing, nothing better than going back to the theater and watching the war again. <laughs> yeah,
0: Well, all films were, like, stuck on the war at this point. Now, the Marx Brothers would, would be in one more film. It's called Love, Happy. Uh, but it's uninspired, yep. you know. And the three are never in the same scene together. So even though this isn't the... literally their final film, it is.
1: Well, this is the greatest story ever told—the Cecil B. DeMille movie, where the it's like a three-hour film about Bible stories, and each each Marx Brothers has their own scene in it. Uh-huh. But they're they're not together, which is
0: crazy.
1: Uh, After the yeah. Beatles
0: broke up, they would appear on each other's films, uh, on each other's uh, songs, you know, but never all of them together.
1: Well, we could. I could name you a movie. We saw it where a Beetle, a Beetle made a movie, and another Beetle showed up.
0: Uh, you mean Ringo showing up for Paul?
1: And yeah, for give my regards to Broad Street. Yeah. You're absolutely right.
0: Okay, now as you know, this is the third act, but this is a very, very, very bizarre scene. This is an act two kind of scene. This is a like we're hiding so we can't be discovered scene. It's really smacks of act two, but it's not. Now, uh, the fiance has run off to get Pierre from the airfield and bring him here because this Nazi treasure will exonerate him, okay? So the Marx Brothers idea is to delay, delay the Count from leaving, delay the Nazi from leaving. It's really not an Act Three type of scene at all. It doesn't make sense, but here we are. It's funny. It is funny,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, you want to see them do the hijinks like that? Uh No, but what I'm saying
0: is, like, Act Three is always about like. It's about the car chase. it's about the ticking time bomb. it's about the contest, you know Act three is the fight. it's the race. it's we've only got one hour before the bomb blows up. you know Act three is always uh,
1: well when you when you hide in a trunk it's because you're gonna discover something and that's gonna tell the story. That's Act two stuff hiding in a trunk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chaos. but yeah I mean the monsters I always love just because they're like chaos incarnate you know like it's yeah. always just, just they're anarchists and it's great and uh fucking Bugs Money ripped off their act and made an empire <laughs> Bugs Money ripped I was their too of off their act you know, he's like, he's like Gracho and Chico and uh, Harpo all mixed in one. He's He has that kind of well, he's you know, Gracho off. banter. Yeah. He can, he kind of scams people like Chico and he bends the rules like Harpo, you know, when it comes to props and stuff. Although, you know who I, I really feel bad for? is the lemonade salesman and, and Duck Soup, the one where they put their feet in his lemonade. I always felt bad for that guy.
0: I don't remember.
1: Well, what happened? Well, they would like cut his tie and they would like light his hat on fire and they would uh, like he the guy shows up to his uh, lemonade stand and fucking Harpo has his feet. He's like sitting in the lemonade stand with his feet in the in the lemonade.
0: You know, I I have there. seen every Har- every Marx Brother movie and. I think that I remember other ones more than Duck Soup, I guess. Even though that's the greatest one, yeah. I loved when they went West and A Night at the Opera, and
1: um... yeah, n- Night at the Opera. They're mostly on a boat. Like they don't get to the opera until the third act, but the the, the boat stuff is hysterical. I mean, that's what I always loved. Is they of the races, you know. Away. I saw that. Yeah, right. They're stowaways and two hard-boiled eggs. Honk, honk. Make that four boiled, hard-boiled eggs.
0: Yeah, and there was the woman who's like, uh, you can't keep me cooped up in here. She was with the mobster. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they did the, of course, the, they did the old mirror act. Uh.
1: But that was, oh, in that one? No, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I guess so.
0: I really like that. No,
1: duck soup. <clears throat>
0: People think that uh, is hysterical, but what they're doing is they're watching like the clips of him, the highlights, because he did—he right, oh, did have funny lines. He's a, In a regular movie, well, he, he tells so many not funny jokes.
1: Well, they could have been funny back then. He's all about rhythm. He's all about cadence. He's all about a comic flow. Like he has a comic rhythm to him that's undeniable and. So it doesn't really matter sometimes if it's not like a, a killer joke. It's just uh, the way he, you know, he'll look in the camera and he'll say, can you believe that? Or, you know, like he'll just kind of go in and disrupt everyone. Ducksoup has all the great lines.
0: And you're right that it could be that um, it, it culturally it was funny. And, and yeah. we're just not a part of that culture.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, sometimes he'll say like kind of a racist joke, or and you go, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Or like he'll do, a, uh, but it's more like you know, just like it seemed like a joke at the time, like a reference to whatever. But yeah, they, they and the racists are in blackface, aren't they? Or they 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 oh, find like uh, a shanty town. I don't know.
0: Oh. You know, I guess I I've got to. Um... I guess I gotta revisit my Marx Brothers because I just remember bits and you know it's been a long life. I've I have I didn't sit right. down one day and marathon them. You know, I mean, you bump into them and they're great. Uh, eventually, you see them all. But I, I I guess I I only remember bits and pieces.
1: Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, you know, the Montclair we're from Montclair, New Jersey, both we of are- us, and Montclair's public library had a uh, great tech AV guy, like, and he would show movies and he showed the Marx Brothers and I forget which one it was, but I was probably 12 and I was there with some other friends from school and my friends from school, you know, they laughed a bit, but they got up and left and they came in and sat down. They got up and left and they came back and sat down and the 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 tech guy, like he was playing a projection, you know, back in the day. And he went up to us and said, Don't ever walk in and out of a movie like that. It's a complete distraction. You are ruin the experience. Yeah. And my friends never went back. I, I kept going back. I was like, Cool. I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, bottoms up.
0: And, and, and
1: this is the worst thing. He thinks
0: he's going crazy.
1: This is the worst they can do. The guy's a Nazi. They're
0: just driving him crazy.
1: My drawers are down, sir. They're upside down. My drawers, sir. Hang on, let's table it. Uh, some Eve humor.
0: Yeah, some act two humor in, in act three.
1: Well, does the movie end after this scene?
0: Uh, no, the movie does turn into an act three situation, uh, after this scene.
1: Gotcha. Harpo. He's going mad. <laughs>
0: it's impossible that they wouldn't have been found all this time. He would have never. You don't
1: been. think a guy was. Um, yeah, right.
0: His back is. Oh,
1: that's cold. a miracle. Plus, honestly, these guys are a little bit older, so it's taking them twice as long to hide. Oh, there's all the treasure. Oh, I was hoping for booze when they said they had royal crown. (laughs) King me. Okay. Uh, Now we're acting. He found his horn. All right. Now we're
0: all about a chase... To the plane.
1: Right. But that wasn't that the end of Casablanca? They had to get on that plane? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's poor old men.
0: At the end of a, Casablanca, he says, like, he gives this speech, you know, forget Paris, and it turns into, like, just, you should YouTube the last scene of Casablanca. So many things that you've heard, including "round up The Usual Suspects, uh, all these little catchphrases, mm-hmm. that's where it came from.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see the parody. You know, it was one of those cult- pop culture references that I, I knew as a reference more than the actual thing. So I knew all the parodies of Casablanca and uh, all the, like, references and the looks and, you know, like... Uh, but I just never really... I saw the movie once. So my friend had a film class and I went to see uh, the movie with her. That was it. That was like 30 years ago. Wow. But, you know, it's also like, you know, eat your spinach type of thing. Like, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, like, why bother? That was you a know? great film. You're right. The you Casablanca. Need to
0: see that film. You need to see Casablanca. Casablanca. There's many films... That are need must see.
1: Do not see a knight in Cis and cane. It's a Marx Brothers movie. <laughs> Do
0: not they... see. Do not see.
1: Do not see.
0: Oh, yeah. I used to love to play that game, Nazi, and we used to love to play triple Nazi.
1: Oh, yeah. You would yell, Nazi. Great. We'd roll the dice.
0: Yeah, Nazi! <laughs> See, now oh man, these sounds the are crazy. Act, They're
1: like right? old guy jackass. What's that, Carl? I'm sorry.
0: Now we're in the third act. I mean, look at this action. They're getting yeah. away. Catch them. Chase them.
1: <laughs> All right, they found the truck. Sorry, brothers only.
0: But that's right. They
1: can't oh, look that at Chico. It's his truck. Yeah. Only You know, it's froze before military hose, that I would say. Or uh, pose, he's like the fleet. before poe, poe.
0: Rose before poe, po. so, po, po. pose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talking about that. Sir, I got to catch my plane. Wow, look at the special effects. You can barely see the screen. <laughs> although this must be crazy having a truck drive alongside a plane now this is in a studio right this seems like uh, I'm watching Indiana Jones 4 right where it's the crystal skull where it's like whatever you're going to survive it you're stuck <laughs> in a ladder looks like you're going to fall don't worry about it you're at a nuclear bomb test site don't worry about it you're yeah. in a fridge just get in the fridge. Did you remember there was a scene where like there's a two, two they're on a jeep and the Nazis are on a jeep and they're punching, they're both standing while the jeep is going through the jungle and they're like just standing, punching two guys at a time. Right. And it's just like, who cares? I don't even like, nothing matters anymore at that point. There's no tension. There's no like.
0: Right. You don't you have know, any like. Yeah. And he'll get knocked off.
1: What happened to the woman? Did she faint? She got hit off the right when they're fighting?
0: She got bonked on the head. They both did.
1: Uh, it misses it. Do you ever see the thin man? At one point, the husband uh, punches his wife in the face so she'll pass out and not be endangered during when oh, a, a shooter shows up. Really? I have seen
0: thin man yeah. movies. I, didn't, I don't remember that one.
1: The first one was a little harsh, but yeah, that's what he did. It was delightful. Uh, Look at him. I'm making a latter joke. Right. I'm sorry. I would would not enter a plane that would have me as a member. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going to wrung my neck. (laughs) Yeah. So they knock out the pilot. And then they realize we got no pilot.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, whistle. <laughs> what are you going to say? Rash? Crash? Plane's going to crash? He's showing his ass. Harper's showing his ass. Oh, that's a plane rash. Plane crash.
0: Oh, you're doing the charades?
1: Yeah, the charades. So he'll point to his bare bottom and he'll say, hey, uh, Plane, that's a plane rash.
0: Play oh rash, crash.
1: Yeah. On down there, will I can't compete against the Marsh Brothers, Carl. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm sorry
0: now. I shouldn't have conked you on the head. Now, of
1: course. Uh, i dog uh, to pilot oh another head concussion oh there's scarface oh I gotta get my Nazi loot catch that plane it's a hilarious sense in this movie
0: right you know how it irks you how like there's a big crash but we don't get to see it we see the aftermath you right What's gonna happen here yeah
1: yeah yeah are they gonna do that
0: Oh. Uh, so they roll, well, I know, hit, like... and he's going to save the day. But Harpo's not in on it, and he goes, Huh, ah, bonk. <laughs> and this guy's a great actor. Look, he does uh-huh. a great actor.
1: He really looks like he has a concussion. Doesn't that? The ringing.
0: I've been hit on that.
1: Someone... In a small contained area like a plane, you do have to stand out and kind of walk a couple of paces, find the spot. Uh-oh. Well, ups and downs. The, the problem is that the, the planes can be fine, but the, uh, the oh. in-flight movie is the Ritz Brothers.
0: <laughs> the what brothers?
1: The Ritz Brothers. You ever see those guys?
0: No, Rich R-I-C-H, R-I-T-Z.
1: R-I-T-Z, like the crackers.
0: Ritz Brothers. No, I guess not.
1: There, there was, I guess, uh, oh, have you ever seen Brain Donors mm. with uh, John Turturro? And uh, it was like, it was a version of the Marx Brothers, but it, it wasn't like the Three Stooges movies where characters played the actual, right. you know, iconic characters. It was just the archetype. So they had like Bob Nelson as like Harpo, and they had John Turturro as Groucho, and there was a Chico character, and they just kind of harassed the school. It's a really good movie.
0: Oh yeah, brain donors. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. Like it, it, here's the crash. You know, it's, it? it's, uh, yeah, we didn't
1: get. Thank to... you for flying Southwest.
0: <laughs> we didn't get to see it. We saw after. Now
1: it went through the wall.
0: Yeah. Now you know how Harpo chases the girls. At the end of this yeah. film, the all three of them will chase the girl.
1: Thank you this is a horny movie right they were, they were full-on horn dogs you know who the hum, the horniest uh marsh brothers was this demo it was what demo porno demo? <laughs> porno, porno. <laughs> right, right. I'll take that one
0: look at this awful fake fighting
1: look fake <laughs> Well, they're so old. When they sped it up, it looked like they were normal fighting.
0: Mike, they're our age, Mike.
1: I'm telling you, they're old.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, wait. We're not old. You're right. They're our age. They're, this is normal stuff.
0: I was up on the roof,
1: too. Um, I'm
0: not so old. He's caught. Nazi. Caught Nazi. He's being arrested for the murder uh, of the managers of the Casablanca Hotel.
1: Nice. Caught. If this was Marathon Man, he would kill the woman who yells out his name and then run off. Oh, Harpo grew a beard. This movie so long. Yeah. Oh, hey, Zeppo and his Zeppo's girl are kissing. Like- True romance. Oh, they're all gonna chase one girl. The brothers. Good. The- I thought I got her, but my other brother got her. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that have been uh, Cast of Characters, Groucho, Harpo, and Charles Drake and the rest. Wow. Carl, what would you think of this movie?
0: I enjoyed it, and I think the internet's wrong that it's bad. I think it's a regular uh, regular Marx Brothers film. No, nothing was sacrificed here.
1: I mean, it's not like a Cracker Jack of amazing film, but it's great. I mean, and it's also great because if you've seen all the other Marx Brothers, it's just nice to see one they did like this in the same format that you just really haven't seen as much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just not overplayed to me. So, like, I've I've seen all of them, but so I haven't they, seen this one as much. They
0: promised, you know, they promised a Marx Brothers movie, and we got all the bits that we're used to.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, sure, the writing is not on par with the other ones, but, you know, who gives a shit? All right, well, that has been our movie here at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Yeah, we, we riffed, we MS3K'd the Marx Brothers, huh? Yeah. Fuck you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> our heads is up our ass. Uh, Carl, I'm very excited. Uh, it's at the end of, the, uh, of our show, and where can people find you?
0: Uh, they can go to carlsucks.com, and someday this COVID will be over. And
1: uh, we'll be back. And we can go out, in day. Day. But meanwhile, check out CarlSucks dot Carl, and uh, we'll be back next Sunday. We're gonna do a movie because we are in quarantine. We recorded an extra episode that we were gonna play, and we're gonna play it next week. But it's already on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, it's a film called Zero to Sixty. I think it was nineteen sixty-seven, right? Uh, nineteen seventy-eight. Oh, well, I beg my pardon. In 1978, uh, uh, Carl, would you like to do the trailer for it?
0: Well, there is no trailer. Okay, I'll do the trailer. <clears throat> zero right. to 60, and we got it going down to zero to 60. He was, a div- he was a divorced guy who hit rock bottom. Well, I'm telling you, I'm just so poor, you know. But he got a repo job and met a girl named Larry. Hey, come on! I only care about myself. And together they had mayhem as they tried to record, Knocking over fruit truck. Knocking over fruit stand. <laughs> Zoom. Car chase. Car chase. Tune in next time for Zero to Sixty.
1: Zero to Sixty. Get me in. 60, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's the trailer to Zero to 60. Uh, If you can't wait, just go to our YouTube channel. Carl's already synced up this episode to the movie, and you can experience it as an audiovisual treat. Otherwise, check us out next Sunday here on MutinyRadio.fm on Sunday at 2 p.m. or on our podcast where you can find it as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We'd love for you to subscribe and not listen. We just need the subscribers. Everyone, thank uh, you so much.
0: uh, Listen, you have to listen.
1: Oh, yeah, you should listen. Oh, right, yeah, you got to listen. Otherwise, it will clock in, I think. Uh, No, because we love you. And we're glad you're listening. Thank you, Carl. What a great show. This was a great episode. We actually successfully, I guess, uh, tried to make fun of a funnier movie. So, uh, yeah. And we will see everyone next week. Thank you, Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio. And uh, thanks, everyone. Did I miss anything? Uh,
0: Thank you, Mike. Thank you, audience. See you next time. Yeah. on YouTube
1: with
0: Hi, this is Carl. Uh, I, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets, and the ways tickles my nose, uh, I love to pee listen you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl the french duh not the let's watch a
1: full-length
0: movie on youtube with more Let's watch a full-length movie on you. Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie movie. on YouTube with Mike Spiegel Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegel Let's watch a
1: L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, that's the name of the show. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Deja vu, I am once again on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. How apropos, you thought you escaped, yet the status quo (laughs) remains week after week. You're on Uh, (laughs) L-W-A-F-L-M-O. See, nothing's changed. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch a full-length movie with you, let us. And we want you to listen to the podcast and watch a full-length movie, a feature-length movie, on YouTube at the same time. You want more information? The reason why we say the acronym at the start of the show is because that is the official name of our podcast. So if you'd like to subscribe as much as we want you to, go to L-W-A-L-F-M-O-Y-T. Why don't you make it an experience? We stream this show first. On MutinyRadio.fm, uh, just go to that website and you'll be directed to a live feed. You can cut and paste that feed into your streaming service, which is what I do on my podcast app, and you can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where I'm from, or 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Carl is from. Where I'm from. And make it a day. Yeah, that's where you're from. And uh, right before the show, of course, is a great show, The Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. We just like to promote Paul Brumbaugh's show. We would like to promote Mutiny Radio. Way to go to Venmo and donate to at Mutiny Radio. We also have a great YouTube channel. Uh, I have to promote it, L W A F L M O Y T. Carl's taken previous movies, previous episodes, sync them up. Yeah. Well worth a watch and a subscription. And we are of course on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. Carl, so what is the movie we're watching this week? Okay, it is
0: not a feature-length movie. It is The Castaways on Gilligan's Island. It's a TV show. Curse you for making me watch this. The Castaways on
1: Gilligan's <laughs> <its> Island. Curse <laughs> me? We haven't even started one second of this uh, hour, this 60-minute, uh, 70-minute-long uh, full-length movie, feature-length. to
0: be a theme. Movie? Uh, the channel we like is yeah. MASH Fan seventy two, all one word. So it's you put in your YouTube search right. and the engine the castaways on Gilligan's Island. It's nineteen seventy nine, you are okay. not to put that in, and it's MASH Fan Seventy
1: Two. Hit the pause. By the way, we hate all MASH fans. That show's way overrated.
0: <laughs> oh, do you think that's what they mean? Seventy two probably.
1: Yeah. He was born in seventy two. His parents made him watch uh, Gen X television, mm-hmm. and he's a confused guy. <laughs> oh, by the way, this, this uh, television show, this movie is based on a television show. Uh, I just played the, I just went to the link. So, you know what, I'll, I'll save the speech, but go ahead, type in the Castaways on Gilligan's Island movie, and you'll get to MASHMAN 72's page. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer back to 000, which is what I'm trying to do here in real time at the Meet Me Radio Studios. Right. And once you are ready, we are going to count down, and at the same time, we're going to hit play, and we'll experience the castaways on Gilligan's Island at the same time. Uh, so, without further ado, to kick off our countdown, we please welcome the Paul Brumbot. Right, so let's get this it's started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to... Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumbaugh, and now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? Alright guys, you know the drill, put that finger right over that triangle and do it in 3, 2, 1, go.
0: TV show.
1: Not a movie. Show. So, so this is the same original 60s uh, intro, but yep. so this is the 79 movie. You see how young they look, right? So he's, but he's older now. Right. Oh, so this is the original. Uh, but the original cast is not in this TV movie, right? There's one got replaced. Jim replaced. The rest of them, it's legit. So the rest were like, the money's fine. The money's fine. I'll take it. It's not like Russell Johnson's being asked to reprise any 50s sci-fi movies. Here they are. There's the true star, the fucking asshole Boat that killed them all. <laughs> so he's older now. Bob Denver. Alan Hale, no longer a junior. Jim Backus, the greatest actor ever. Natalie Schaefer, the professor's wife. Ooh, also introducing Judith Baldwin as the replacement. Russell Johnson. And good old Don Wells who probably has the best head on her shoulders from the Castaways on day Yeah, day. yeah, she does. Now you look. so this T V show was on during the sixties on CBS, but the popularity of the syndication for the next two decades, uh, they started doing new projects on other networks. So this is a there's a cartoon show on NBC, there was mm-hmm. a Go Planet as well. There was like a seventies cartoon and an eighties cartoon. And then they started making T V movies. Oh, you know this, Carl. I made you watch this and research it.
0: Yeah, that's right, and you're nailing it. Um, and what's interesting to me is that this was a show on CBS, and what we're watching right now is on NBC. I bet you there was some scandal, like, you know, no way are we doing Gilligan's Isle again. Fine, I'll go to NBC. Will you just do that then?
1: This is our generation's Breaking Bad spinoff on Netflix. Uh, you know, they're like, why don't you show it on AMC first? No, no, just that important story about Jesse has to be aired on, on Netflix. So important. It's so important to add 90 more minutes of fucking Breaking Bad. Thank I you, Netflix. I
0: enjoyed that, but, but you're right. It was unnecessary. I enjoyed it just because it was nostalgic. Is that the word? It's a little too young to be nostalgic, but uh... –
1: yeah, back when the time that show was still on the air. I mean, it was all well acted and well done, but it's just whatever. I don't. It's Netflix is so disposable. I've discovered in in, uh, in quarantine where you go, whoa, there's a new Will Ferrell movie. All right, I'm gonna you know, watch it. I watched it. Now I don't have to ever think about it ever again. Yeah, Man, you know what I mean. Like quality level. But guess
0: check this out, Mike. This is pretty cool. Uh, my sons are into breaking bad, the littlest one just because the older ones are. They, they don't even you know understand yeah, sure. it. But uh, by the way, full disclosure, one is 20 and one is 18. okay? I'm not raising uh, seven year olds watching uh, you know uh, crystal meth. Shows. <laughs> okay, so they insist they go to the movie theater and watch this. This was we saw this in New York and Yonkers on the silver screen.
1: Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this new... What was the new one? El Camino? Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah, right. El Camino.
0: All right. We're missing the movie. We're missing the movie. Now, what's happening here is they had a tropical storm from the last reunion show. It washed them back onto the island. But now, the hurricane made all of the fresh water salt water. Uh, So they have no water to drink. So they're trying to figure a way to dig wells.
1: Right, oh Dunwell's. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he sits in the golf car. Now
0: listen, I got to tell you, all this whole stuff—it's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, the the professor getting, uh, you know, the skipper getting bonked in the head, Gilligan saying stupid stuff. Now the professor's. Got Are you to saying read- that you thought it was funny? No, it was not. Yeah, go ahead. It's- The professors got the radio fixed, and now they're learning that they're calling off the search for The Minnow 2 because uh, they're – you know, they just think the castaways are dead.
1: Ho, ho. That's a bummer way to start the – the worst morning show ever.
0: (laughs) Now, Gilligan is the one that got them shipwrecked a second time, of course, so they're all giving them shit right now.
1: Yeah. So, The Minnow 2, so the first TV movie they – left the island and they left right. on a newly Christian minnow two, And then the same thing happened as the minnow one. Exactly right. They got blown back.
0: Okay. So now Gilligan's moping around, but he's discovered something. This show is so stupid, Mike. Curse you. Curse you. <laughs> he's found a propeller. Uh-oh. Okay. And an engine. Oh, great. Gosh. Propeller? <laughs> could, it, could it be a plane?
1: It's a tit. Oh, it's not. It's an extra. Ooh, <laughs> I thought it'd be something extraordinary, but it's just a plane. It's a tit. Now, wow.
0: Did they not find this three years on the island? You know.
1: Just, well, no, no, no. It landed the three hours trip to take to go back to civilization on the Minnow Two. That uh, during that time span, the well, I guess you're right. Yeah, three seasons. They never knew there was a fucking plane on the island.
0: Right. It was he's Right now, the professor's like it was overgrown by the jungle.
1: Russell Simmons. Uh, Russell Simmons. Russell uh, Johnson. Yeah. The professor. He's like my favorite. Oh, okay. He's in a lot of B movies. Did you yeah.
0: know that he, he was a serious ass pilot in uh, World War Two? Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: This must be easy. This must be therapy, being on Gillian's Island. (laughs) Experience the horrors of World War II and then spend your career, uh, you know. But it really was hard because he was shot
0: down. They were doing like this low-level bombing strafing run against Japanese military targets in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And they got shot down and Johnson broke both of his ankles. Um, He flew 44 missions in the Pacific Theater during World War II as a bombardier. He wasn't the pilot. A bombardier in a B-25.
1: Now, honestly, doesn't he look like my late father after a couple of drinks? (laughs) (laughs) Back when my dad had hair. With better hair, I was thinking that. Yeah, better hair. Yeah, absolutely. With hair. Let's, Let's be honest. Oh, Gilligan's back on the grass. On every chance he gets, Bob Dever. He was, uh, so Gilligan, do you remember during the 90s he got arrested for smoking pot or prostitution so or something like that? I think it was pot.
0: So ridiculous.
1: Well, he's Gilligan. He's Dobie Gillis's pal. He's the far out space nut. He's fucking yeah. Gilligan himself. He's the he's a man right? of joint. Fuck now him. look, he finds
0: a machine gun. Look what I found. Ah! Uh-huh. It's so not
1: funny. <laughs> Oh, no, you shot Ginger 2. Time to call Ginger 3. Yeah, we got to call Ginger 3. Do you remember the talk in the first episode? It was like the it was Gilligan, the Skipper 2, and the rest. Yeah, that's right. No, no, they named everyone but like Marianne. They didn't credit Professor Marianne was, and Mary. And Marianne. the rest. Right. Yeah, no, they didn't have
0: time. She's going mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest? Of it? She, she goes, what do you know? It's just your opinion. I love
1: it. I told it. Much Finally, more jokes written this. by old. <laughs> you told much Twitter. I was going to say jokes written by old Jewish writers sound better uh, spoken by old Jews.
0: This was written yeah. by Jewish brothers. It was Al Schwartz, Elroy Schwartz, and the creator, the series creator, Sherwood Schwartz, and they all they all wrote it together
1: like oh, in an hour in yeah i'm sure someone wrote it for them and they just got their names on it and said boom here you go nbc i believe they wrote it this guy worked in the
0: industry i mean he this guy did sherwood schwartz he did brady bunch this
1: guy knew what he I know. would know we're definitely dipping our toes in gen x waters i mean you could say that this is a boomer show but i, I would say i watched brady bunch and go island every day after school
0: yeah well that's the thing we had our reruns and so the boomer shows became the gen x shows so a lot of them star trek yeah, right. a lot of them did
1: well we had a, we were ironic about it we saw a totally artificial tv show we went whoa that's a totally artificial tv show man right that's and not a real island when you we were so ahead of F-Trak, everyone else track
0: it's the laugh track is so ridiculous. They're cracking up over not funny things.
1: Okay, so – Is there a so, no laugh track on this show, on this movie?
0: Yeah. Are you trying to it's a TV wow. show,
1: Mike. Listen. I'm trying to convince me. <laughs> 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 oh, trying to talk I'm going to rip this movie, and I'm going to get the best response. This is why I picked it. I'm sheltering in place. I haven't heard a real audience laugh. I never heard a real audience laugh even before times, but now I get it. Here, I'll just get, I'll get start telling my jokes. Did you know about that moron who went to a book burning and brought a Kindle? Don't you hate them? <laughs> well, I'm glad somebody knows because of nothing.
0: I, I'm going to do that too. I can't tell my jokes over this long yeah. track.
1: <laughs> okay, you got time to Red Carl, but go ahead, by all means.
0: Okay, so I'm going to wait. So yeah. they're going to hoist on a pulley the one of the wings, and they're going to try to reattach it. So there'll be uh, jokes of like, um, you know, they're not saying lines, it'll just be the uh, Pratt falls and stuff, and that's when I'll tell my jokes.
1: Okay, sounds good. We're going to time this right, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Please give it up for Carl. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's great to be here in the uh, Mutiny Radio studio. And, uh, you know, guy, I got to tell a few jokes now. uh, If everybody's ready, sit down, sir, please. Uh, Just going to tell a few jokes. Okay. Um, uh, Let's see. my wife wanted to have makeup sex, <laughs> but I ain't wearing that shit. Hey, have I got it up yet? Damn it, it didn't work.
1: <laughs> I'm getting heckled by Bob Denver.
0: Sex, but uh, I ain't wearing that shit. Damn it, damn it.
1: Try keep going.
0: Oh, okay, well, uh, this'll be a funny one. I gotta tell you, um, you know, my wife, she wanted to have makeup sex, but I ain't wearing that shit. <laughs> Thank you. kill it. <laughs> well, it's going to be a little dark, but uh, David Bowie, yeah, he's dead to me. Oh, it didn't work. He's dead to me. You know, that is it.
1: Crowd loves you and hates David Bowie. <laughs> Speaking of dead, everybody on this show is dead, right? Except for Don Wells?
0: Uh, Jim
1: it Probably. Um uh yeah Bob Denver passed away
0: yeah Bob Denver. Bob, De- Bob Denver five and um Skipper died in 1990 um the professor died in 2014 Mr. Howell um I don't have a Mrs. Howell died in 2013 you know what's really in oh wow, that's recent Marianne took care of a very sick um uh, no, I'm sorry. That wasn't 2013. Marianne took care of a very sick Mrs. Howell. She was her primary caretaker when she died. She went. This woman is a mensch. Um, she was sick. She needed help. Now she could have had plenty of help. She was a very rich woman, but um, but it right. was it was it was uh, Don Wells who was by her side until she
1: died, caring for her. Wow. So that's 50 years after working with her. Yeah, he, uh became a primary character. Well, that's cool. That's great to hear. Yeah, I like Douglass. Well, I like the cast too. They're eccentric people, you know. They're uh, Jim Beckus, I know, of course, from yeah, Mr.
0: Magoo. Magoo and. But the thing, look, they're all funny. Maybe not Ginger, but this show sucks and is not funny. They're wasting their talents. There is a few good scenes, but it's very rare.
1: You know, you sound like uh, Robert Reed on on the set of uh, The Brady Bunch.
0: Uh
1: Uh-huh. I'm a Shakespeare actor. I (laughs) can't believe I have to play Mike Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There were three curtain Uh, calls. The first telepens. Three curtain calls. My Othello will be remembered in the halls of theaters. Yeah. Really, in the aisles? No, the whole of the theater. Oh, the lobby is uh, here. No. no.
0: <laughs> you saw Galaxy Quest, right? Yeah, I have. Well, the one who was spoofing Spock. Did I just quote it? He goes, How did I get here? He He's doing it again. He's having a breakdown. I did Othello in the thing. There were three curtain calls. There were three curtain calls.
1: Oh, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: so the battery sounds pretty good they're doing yeah. what they always do kick ass spin a magnet make electricity and it's gonna be enough to start the plane now one thing that doesn't make sense but who cares is there is no runway so they couldn't have just take right. like a spaceship but they will
1: the, do you best- think the guy who created Peloton was like 12 years old watching this going this gives me an idea <laughs> The best thing about this scene
0: is while they're doing the biking, uh, Ginger's boobs shake like a church bell that's being rung.
1: Talk about Ginger, too, huh? (laughs) Read the Ginger, too.
0: Let's see if we see it now. Hold on. Dong, 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 dong. Well, I guess we missed our thing because they're all rolling. Now, of course, Gilligan will get stuck. Right. While the plane's taking off.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. Well, they should just leave that fucker. Look at right? that. Not- was there ever an episode? Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm gazing. I'm gazing. They had to put goggles on to watch those.
0: <laughs> Where did they get those suits?
1: So they can't. They should just leave Gilligan on the island. Hell, the, the show would have been like a one season, done, one I and done. If it wasn't if it, for they my wife
0: screwing up everything all the time. They would have been off that all island. All the time. So it's repetitive. Thing. Yep. So, Gilligan well, is... I have hilarious. a question, Carl.
1: If it, he's right. Hey, it's... Come on, oh, Gilligan. It's so Grab funny. Skipper's hand. I heard when you grab Alan Hale's hand, it feels like holding like ham. <laughs> like it, it's like cold.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> little buddy. Hey, little buddy.
1: Hey, buddy. <laughs> See, how... you the... Said, hell, uh, I don't know. how. Again, like, how did they find this plane that's been there for decades?
0: Exactly.
1: So my question is that if it was a three-hour tour, how come it takes me 30 seconds to ejaculate? Oh, I mean, their clothing. Their clothing. Sorry, let me ask you again. Minnow- Ooh, look at that. Wow. There's a fix. I wouldn't say that that was a miniature, but it looks like matchsticks on the door. So
0: it was a three-hour tour and...
1: It only takes me 30 seconds to ejaculate. So, I mean, what's up? Didn't the producers think this over? Well, people would always say, like, where do they get the clothing? Or, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Where do they get the aviation jacket and goggles?
0: suspend disbelief. It's just a stupid show. Okay, right. this is kind of funny. How's it going? Well, right. The professor's going to tell him, like, we're going to crash, essentially. And he goes, "Don't tell anyone. It's a panic. Don't say a word." So Bob Denver's like, "I won't say a word. It's it's one of the only funny scenes."
1: Mind in the air. I better tell the others. No, don't. People start a panic. No, I not want you to say <laughs> a book about this. Not one word. Believe me. I won't say one word. One word, right? Uh, so right, one word. I got gotcha. you.
0: Watch. <laughs> He's not saying one word. He's just passing out parachutes.
1: He's just putting out the parachute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope mine is custom made. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so now, yeah. here's the sure here's more of the joke. Gilligan, you gave me your word. I didn't say one word, I swear it. All I did was give out the parachutes, a wild discs. Okay, it's very Go rare again. that was a funny moment in the film.
1: Gotcha. Do you think that was the funniest moment of Gilligan's Island? Uh, Gilligan.
0: Uh, there'll be another very funny scene in which Alan Hale starts doing the, a hula dance. <laughs> he really does a great acting job at it.
1: Oh yeah, he's great. He's like the Andy Richter of hula dancing. <laughs> you ever see Andy Richter do the hula dance in uh, Cabin Boy? Yes. Yeah. This is how a woman dances, or something like that. It's been a while. It's been a long I while. I, I think I know I think I.
0: He became a cabin. But I
1: remember more going in Yeah, a cabin man.
0: What was it? It was like a. a All right. <clears throat> it was a, a, like a goddess in a, in a cave, right? Right. He wandered in.
1: And magazine.
0: Yeah, and then remember the husband comes home. <laughs>
1: Right, who had like a hard day. Works. He worked at some store or something like that. He was still in, in his outfit. Yeah, that's a great movie. I, I saw that recently, Cabin Boy, and uh, I watched the the commentary. Well, they had like a little featurette on the DVD, and uh, I saw that in the theater, and there was one point in Cabin Boy where the movie describes so a halt. Wait, watch this. Like, I think it's from the giant cupcake. Uh, okay, uh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching, oh, wait, I'm watching Ginger.
0: You. you see, he's got the suitcase, then poof, the suitcase disappears.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that must have been some continuity. I asked you to jump off an airplane just as Gilligan holding a suitcase. Not – no, the, Sorry, Mr. Schwartz. Yeah, right.
0: We're going to have to reshoot. Mr. Schwartz, we don't have budget. So you saw the commentary of Cabin
1: Boy, and you were saying the cake, what was it? Oh, that uh... – well, no, for me, when I saw him in the theater, the movie grinded to a halt when the giant when he started to hallucinate and he saw like a giant cupcake spitting tobacco. And he's oh. like, and I said, you know, I don't know where you're going with this anymore. It's just done. But I recently watched it like two years ago, and uh, it's, it still holds up. Maybe I should rent it. They tell it. a story about Alfred. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't hurt, honestly. That, that movie is fun, fun to watch. Al- Albert Molina, the famous uh, actor... Uh, plays uh, like one of the professors, like has a very short role, small role in it. And during the commentary, they said that he thought he had a much bigger role. Uh He thought he was playing the captain or something like that. And he was really pissed off to find out he was like in two scenes, one scene. You
0: know, that's funny. It kind of parallels Ginger. You see, Ginger's agent told her that she was pretty much gonna be the star of this show. It was gonna be her star vehicle. It was gonna be all about her, you know, and they were, uh, it would focus on her. And then when she got there and started the show, did, you know, do the pilot and everything, it wasn't about her at all. She was just one of the people. She was sulky and pissed off, and that lasted all three years. That's why there are new gingers. She's like, reunion show, screw you. Wow,
1: I'm here I'm here for the pilot, Ginger's Island. <laughs> oh boy, Swartz, get Swartz. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Mash fans, there's a famous quote. Uh, they were interviewing an actress who was playing a nurse, and they had asked her, "Well, what's the show about?" And she said, "Well, it's about a nur- bunch of nurses and their friends, uh, you know, working in a mobile uh, medical union." Unit. And it's a famous quote because, yeah, she <clears throat> she kind of said the show is about her and her friends. Right. She just played a nurse. You know, she wasn't really any of the main characters.
0: Okay, so a good
1: acting story, I guess.
0: Here is another funny joke. Are they, oh no! This
1: lost. is the second final funny joke.
0: They're back on the island. Here, let's. We
1: must search for Gilligan. Oh well,
0: of course, what would a party be without Gilligan? <laughs> <laughs> Even in... <laughs> All right, that was joke. She goes, "We have to look everywhere, high and low." And Gilligoo goes, "Just look high."
1: It's like, Deborah, are you still smoking on set?"
0: <laughs>
1: wow, he's was walking on air. Like Dobie Gillis's buddy. Yeah, he got busted for pot. He became like a pot icon at one point, just for yep. that. So, he, after Gilligan, he went back
0: to West Virginia, and he was on an FM, he was an FM radio personality, um, and he ran an oldies format radio station with his wife.
1: Um, oh, that's cool. Good for Gilligan. Oh, look, what, what the, you castaways. Yeah, yeah. what happened
0: is they saw a plane on their radar, which wasn't expected, and then it dropped out of the sky, so they sent a boat to rescue. And they're freed now. Wow, good for them. I guess, but it's really bad for a show because they didn't do anything. It was coincidence.
1: They were able to get the plane out in the air. Yeah. Then those gentlemen saw it, yeah. officers. Oh, And I they came. Yeah. So they they yeah. did. Yeah. You're saying this is an awkward start to the this full-length movie okay what this is you're is saying this television... is a full-length movie
0: listen this is a television pilot for the castaways on gilligan's island which is a hotel the castaways here it is i gotta play it. Oh, isn't this,
1: beautiful? <laughs> best building this hotel is it it's have. so
0: cheap a voiceover that's their hotel that he bought no, he no built telephone.
1: On this island, fifteen years ago, and I was very generous, my dear. I made our fellow castaways partners on this island.
0: Okay, so we've got our up now. Very generous. They now run a hotel.
1: With, with the, as you said, was so this was voice. So either it was a voiceover or that the Bacchuses are so loud, their voices <laughs> booms from the heaven over the island. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It's tattooed the, the boat. The boat.
0: So when they, go again, they go again. when they were back in society, they didn't say like all go their separate ways. They they said let's continue to live on the island. It'll just now be a resort. Now these are guests, including Tom Bosley.
1: There he is from Happy Days.
0: And Marcelo
1: Wow. Lopez. Yes. There you go. Bob Newhart. Benson and then the other people
0: yeah and the other so people.
1: this is a straight rip of fantasy island and love boat where they 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 come on the boat or they come on the island right they're literally leaving a boat and coming on the island did you see that There's kid a on fantasy island
0: yeah you assume like we all do that he's a, a child of one of the couples that just got off but he isn't he's like a go I... away
1: you can't kidding me, Going in. what an idiot. There was an extra person on a fucking motorboat? Yep. I didn't notice, Skipper. Well that's the thing. Like, wouldn't they have a manifest
0: of who their guests are?
1: Yeah. Meeping
0: manifest. <laughs> you uh <laughs> You know what might you would appreciate this? My kids were in the car in the back seat and they started making fun of something I couldn't hear the whole thing and they were like, ah ha ha and they go, yeah, front two four two. Ha 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 ha. And I was like, I
1: love that band. And they went, oh. wow! <laughs> so I'm the butt of Come some on, movies. man. Don't you remember their music video for Single Wife Female? Yeah. <laughs> then they get the man.
0: Hey, poor.
1: Oh, here you go. Hey, poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. Jesus is here. Okay. Well, it was very important in the 80s to make fun of uh, preachers by sampling them and putting them on over techno beats.
0: In the 80s, all those preachers had become right-wing Christians, and so therefore it was apropos for the time to be criticizing. To sample them, yeah. Okay, these
1: this, are like their
0: uh... and they bring bad luck. And the stereotype, who's really like a Haw- Hawaiian person, being a stereotype is right. warning them against the bad luck, and the professor's like, ha, 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 and that will be our
1: ending. We're Gilgis Island.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, so that's how they get—they wind up back in. So everything goes to shit at the end of the episode. Well, Wait a minute, Carl, if this was a pilot, if this was a pilot, then they would have to end it open-ended, right? They couldn't be deserted on their island again. No, they're because not. Because there's going to be a second episode. That's right. They're just... Yeah,
0: no, the The bad luck of the masks is like a dumb gag to wrap up the show.
1: Oh, so that's, those masks are the reason for their downfall. No, it's just a dumb,
0: it's not the movie fart or something. It's just a dumb ending. Gotcha. Okay, look at Boswell. He's all in a business suit. It's hard, okay, wait. And we'll be right
1: back with a nice comfortable cock for your son. Son? Our son. What son? Yes, the boy that came off the cruise ship with you. <laughs> He's not ours. He must belong to the other couple. Set up. Interesting. Tom Bosley But how do you pronounce his name properly? Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that uh Mrs. Cunningham, the actress, uh she she they didn't get along. He was like an asshole to her.
0: Right. And one time I saw a uh, candid camera thing and they were playing a trick on him. He was thought he was there for a business meeting. He's smoking a cigarette and he was bossing everybody around. And they still showed it to us. And then we got the gag and he goes, ah, ha, ha, you kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't pull one off the old buzz. One of my favorite uh, bad movies is called Million Dollar Mysteries. Mm-hmm. which was sponsored by Glad Bags, which had Tom Bosley as the spokesman back in the day. Oh, right. So, the, so Tom Bosley plays a character like Jimmy Durante in the Mad, 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 Mad world, where he dies at the beginning, uh, but he is throwing away $1 million in Glad garbage bags. Uh-huh. And then he dies, and then people have to find the, the, the Glad garbage bags full with money. Set up. And they keep saying Glad. Oh, so I saw this – yeah. Well, I have to say, Carl, I did have seen this uh, as a kid in 79, and I do remember this storyline very well. As we heard in that voiceover, Gilligan's Island Resort doesn't have a telephone. Right. But there's one in the uh, lobby. So Bosley, who's going through yeah. the FOMO, FOMO his fear of missing out, he has to make a business call, and he discovers that there is isn't a phone on the island.
0: Right. It's a hidden so phone. I still remember that. It's a little funny how he finds it. Basically what's going on now is a setup that he is a businessman, he's in real estate and he just can't keep his mind off. You're on vacation now, you haven't had a vacation in 19 years, loosen
1: up. Sounds like every Adam Sandler movie I watched. Mm -hmm. I can't enjoy this vacation. Yeah. You have very efficient, reliable people helping you. Yeah, sure. I'm there watching them. Boom, boom, psh. You go. and the Skipper, Mary.
0: Denver replaced Woody Allen in the original Broadway production of uh, um, Play It Again, Sam, which we know from nice. Bogart's, The Man with Bogart's Face.
1: So yeah, and uh, well, Woody Allen made a movie version of that. I think he wrote the the play. Yeah, believe.
0: Yeah, he replaced Woody Allen in the play, and Clive Barnes from New York Times said he was um, a genuine clown, like wistfulness, uh, and that ba- that Barnes had found lacking in Allen's own performances. So Gilligan did a better job.
1: <laughs> so in conclusion is better than Woody Allen.
0: Yeah, for "Play It Again, Sam."
1: Yeah, "Play It Again, Sam." I haven't seen that in a long time, but it was like he's a movie nerd who can't get laid. Right. And uh, he likes, yeah. It's been a while. You know, you know, there's no quote "Play It Again, Sam." It's like Sam, I want you to play it in a certain manner or some shit like that. It's like Hamlet, you know. I know, right? Horatio, I knew thee well, or whatever. Wow, Marissa Wallace in a bathing suit. Yeah,
0: there's nothing more ugly.
1: Mm-mm. No, man. Come there's on, a she's not there, a man. Pretty no, lady. What a body. You saw her tongue in oh, three- shut up! <laughs>
0: look, she's look so low cut, she's got no cleavage. Right?
1: Look at her. Oh, Jesus Christ, skirt. man. I'm seeing total I've So That's so offensive. There's totally cleavage. Oh, okay man eyes caught it, uh, of course it was clevens <laughs> oh wow so there are kids so wait a minute so there's a lot of people on this island yes. it's not just the four people that got came in
0: oh, that's what that's what howell was saying he, he built a hotel here and they have a business now it's on the island but everybody can come they they leave for from right There's a cruise ship that comes by, or from Hawaii, a three-hour tour, he'll be here.
1: So that was – I mean, the skipper came up in a motorboat that held, like, five people, and there's already, like, 50 people.
0: There were only five guests,
1: I mean, including the kid. Right. By the way, he's probably my kid, and I just realized he's missing. (laughs) Oh, shit, that's my kid. He's in a – TV for TV movie. I was wondering where he was. <laughs> it's a very dumb uh, song. looking it. over. I got to check out the script for Happy Days Season 18. Okay, so now that he's hungry,
0: right? See, he's been he's been hiding. Right.
1: It. Yeah. Hungry for coconut. Oh, he's cuckoo for coconuts. Oh. Uh, Right, Skipper's like, fuck yeah, if I had a hot dog stand on the island ten years ago, I'd be set. Never leave.
0: <laughs> what Skipper's doing right now is basically he's he's serving everybody. They take care of the guests.
1: Ew, he had his hands all over that burger.
0: Yeah, he's totally even not even stealthy. Even four
1: days, that's gross.
0: No, it's not fanny at all. Did you see that? He just ate one of the guests' french
1: fries. <laughs> I know. It must have been at that place by my job. That's happened to me. Someone's serving up your food and they eat one of your french fries and they hand it to you. That's happened. Oh, really? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, well, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Say, <clears throat> I hate to say it, but, you know, you're in trouble with your job.
0: I want this free. I
1: get it. I get it. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, maybe uh, I've, I've worked restaurant jobs where I'm starving to death and I would eat the leftovers. I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest thing <laughs> I'm not proud
0: oh this is funny that's
1: 400 miles away there is no phone on this island there is no phone on this island there is no phone no newspapers no, no radios, no, no cars. cars i know all about that but nobody can tell me that there's not a phone on this island you're right i'm telling you and I'm nobody so what if there's an emergency? Suppose somebody has an attack of appendicitis. <laughs> well, in that case, we phone Honolulu. Aha, you said phone. Who said phone? You did. I did. Yeah. I know I heard it somewhere. Look, I gotta go help the skipper, okay? Alright, but there must be a phone somewhere in the lobby. Of course, but you'll never guess where. Yeah. Okay, but now I hear there's a phone in the lobby, huh? Who said so? You did. I did. Me and my big
0: mouth. Look, I gotta leave before I tell you about the secret hiding place. Secret hiding place? <laughs> Who? You did. <laughs> Okay, oh. that was funny. That was funny.
1: All right. But, Carl, wouldn't you like to see a show where every week new guest stars go through? Talk, try to talk to Gilligan like that? It would have been great. Yeah. This week I is think Tom so. Bosley. Killian. Next week is. Hello, I'm L- Lindsay Wagner. Oh, hello. Uh, Gilligan. Uh... Hello, Lindsay, guest star Lindsay Wagner. How can I help you? Well, Gilligan, I was hoping I could play some tennis. Well, we all hope.
0: Gilligan? Oh.
1: So he so she's native to an island that it's, was deserted for those years that they were stranded on. Now we're here getting the oh, phone place. routine. And he's gonna
0: start looking for the phone.
1: Right. I so remember this back in the day. Oh, and look, Ginger Grant's performing in the in the at the lounge. Well, what well deal.
0: hi, my name, I'm Steve Austin, the guest. I'd like to play some tennis Gilligan. You're so good at tennis. It's like you're playing 11 (laughs) Is.
1: (laughs) Gilligan?
0: Okay now he's looking for the phone. He just can't find it. Bonk, 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 bonk.
1: Now this was a treat when these movies came out, the TV movies. It was like you know a phenom return home. I remember Gilligan's Island. There's new Gilligan Island. It's just, it was just was this bad though. See how we found it. <laughs> <laughs> what an actor. Ooh. Oh, didn't say see- dirt. So okay, Gilligan, are you trying to tell me there's no Wi-Fi on this island? There's no Wi-Fi on this island. It's in the. I you gotta get a quarter. Yep. <laughs> For those of you, hello operator. This, this, this is Tom Bosley.
0: Right, that's right.
1: Clean. Yes. See? <laughs> code
0: You're exactly right, Mike. Hello operator. We'll keep trying. Hello
1: operator. It- it's is Tom Bosley. Yeah, no shit. This is Tom Bosley. Who else sounds like you? Now, Marion. <laughs> I'm looking for Happy Days first season. Yeah, the first season of Happy Days Carl was was basically about Chuck Cunningham, and his younger brother Richie, and his parents, and right. you know Joni, and they happen to know a greaser from the fifties who yeah. who uh, moved department. into no Chuck moved. Yeah, that's only because Chuck lives in the apartment, right? Because the the guy left. The actor mysteriously disappeared. Yeah.
0: Okay, this is going to be actually another funny scene. Um...
1: Hi. Hey. Uh, I've been looking for you. Well, I've been right there inside the tree. Inside the tree? Yeah, I was making a phone call. Your
0: suntan A nervous breakdown—it was bound to happen.
1: No, 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 honey, I'm not having a breakdown. It just so happens the only phone on this island is in that tree. It's hidden there in case of emergency. Oh, isn't that clever—an unlisted yeah. tree. You know, I tried to call the office <laughs> and nobody's there. It's just as I suspected. When the cats away, the mice will play. And Henry, you forgot
0: about now, now it starts
1: getting not funny again.
0: You know, maybe I should play you a not funny segment because I'm just playing the good stuff.
1: I can't believe we're watching a full-length movie that has a soundtrack, it's Carl. This is a full-length, a full-length movie. Uh, this first. is a
0: TV show, and it's a pilot, <laughs> and it has a laugh track, and it starts with Gilligan's Island theme. It's not. This is. Look, you're
1: just show. mad. You're just mad because the movie theater manager in 1979 would not give you a refund about when you went to see this full-length theatrically-released <laughs> movie.
0: Right. I didn't come here for TV, sir. You're gonna have to run <laughs> to Hollywood. I
1: do. Ooh, Battlestar again. Well, they were. I mean, Battlestar Galactica was the famous. Uh, they they took the pilot and they added in the second episode and they released it as a theatrically released movie. Right. Uh, during during the whole Star Wars thing, and they got sued. And I I seen it. We watched it for bad movie night years ago in the dark room when we did live riffing. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. It's the same conceit. You have these big production numbers, and then suddenly the show, the movie dissolves into a TV show or a backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm.
0: So Okay, so she's going to I the managers it. and she's saying, Can you help my husband loosen up? I mean, all he's thinking about is business and they're like, We'll see what we
1: can do, ma'am. <laughs> Obviously they are not picking a business if they're fucking playing this is one rule in the in the uh hotel business, is that you don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> you don't play your own shuffleboard. Right. You should be fucking managing. Yeah. Backus, man, he looks good. Seventy nine. You see how
0: they're like talking to a two by four?
1: Yeah. Is that oh, going? No,
0: that's not a two by four. That's uh, Marcia Wallace.
1: <laughs> Jesus, you are so wrong. Listen, it's sexist to say that, and two, her cleavage is great. <laughs> a pig
0: man, only a pig man would say that.
1: You, you, you. Yeah, she has great
0: tits. You objectify women,
1: <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Wait, do it. It's Ginger, she sings, and she massages?
0: There won't be a happy ending. This is
1: 1979. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason why you went into massage bar back then. Yeah. It was on the sign. Help. You jerk oh, off to
0: You likey, likey, wanky, wanky? Oh
1: boy. <laughs> Look at that Bosley, man. He's hiding his tits. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen him with his shirt off. The father of a Happy Days. This is the first movie, Fab. Now, oh, the only way you can see this movie is. is either on YouTube or at the Library of Congress. <laughs> Carl, I know I made you watch this movie and research it, but this was uh, there was a more famous Gilligan's Island TV movie when the Harlem Globetrotters land on their island. That was the last one ever. Interesting. I couldn't find that one. I would have, but I do remember this as a kid, so I kind of picked this one. Listen, we just sat through. If you guys have been listening to our previous episode, last week's episode was fucking Carnosaur. And the week before that was the same director with his goddamn Braindead movie. Yeah, so, yeah. this is a fucking relief to be watching Gilly Island. I, this is like a Apertise. An right? intermezzo.
0: It, Mike, it
1: was Just really to clean
0: the palette. Departure, though. I mean, it's. Uh, okay, look, here's some not funny stuff. I'll show you how not funny it it's is. even
1: worse is I haven't had a nibble
0: yet. Okay briefcase? Where's my briefcase? Did I bring my briefcase? Mr. Yes. Elliot, you don't need your
1: briefcase. If we catch any fish, we'll put them in a pail. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here behind Gilligan, Mr. Elliot. Oh, thanks. I got about four contacts. I got a lot, too. Well, but Mr. Elliot, you're supposed to be here on vacation.
0: <laughs> Skipper, maybe if he rolls a little bit, he can learn how to relax, huh? Oh, no! Go. Gilligan! Whoa! You get there. This is TV, Mike. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, this is all shot. Didn't they build the set? Oh, that kid loves it. That kid is so poor, he has to go fishing with a stick and rope out on the island.
0: No, he's playing hide.
1: Oh, there's his suitcase. He's
0: playing hide away. Yeah, this lagoon, we saw it in another movie. Uh, was it Ape? There was This lagoon oh. was in one other film we saw.
1: Now is this shot in like CBS Studios? Wasn't it like the original island was built in uh, Los Angeles where the Price is Right uh, studio is?
0: Yeah, and the Lagoon set itself was in um, Studio City, uh, California, and it was right next to a Los Angeles freeway. And it was a real pain in the ass for Uh the sound engineers. I bet. They would have to shoot- Unfortunately, they had a budget. Uh, during rush hour, and they would always be doing retakes because a, a car would show up or a horn.
1: That's so funny. Yeah. But you would figure as a theatrically released full-length movie, they would have the budget to kind of yeah prevent that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so we deviated from the norm. Yeah. The I owe you one. You, you, you get to pick a movie later. All right. Yeah, all right. We have the next two weeks tied up there.
0: They were going to name Gilligan Willie when they were like – when Schwartz was writing it way back when. Yeah. uh, Okay, no, no. I got that wrong. He didn't have a name, and he found – he just flipped open the uh, phone book, and he found Gilligan. And he thought, that's funny. I'll do that. Gilligan's Island. So then Schwartz had the name Willie written in his notes. It was Willie Gilligan. But Bob Denver was like, no, 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 Gilligan is the character's first name. And so they agreed to disagree, and they said, we'll just call him Gilligan forever for the whole show.
1: So the creator thinks his name is Willie Gilligan. Because I have heard that story that the first name is Willie, and that Gilligan is his last name. But for Gilligan, it's his first name.
0: That's the thing. So they only ever call him Gilligan. And Skipper's character's name is Jonas. Really? They only said it twice. What
1: about the professor?
0: The professor, yeah. He's uh, Roy – wait,
1: wait, wait, wait.
0: I have – yeah, here it is. Professor Roy Hinckley is his real name. Roy Hinckley.
1: Oh, yeah. He had to change it uh, after uh, Reagan got assassinated. Uh, (laughs) Hinckley. Hinckley. Well, they just – You know that happened. Yeah. The greatest American hero, the the character's last name was uh, Hinckley. And then when the president got shot, they had to change his name. So the next season, he had a different last name. <laughs> Switching horses right in mid gear.
0: Yeah. Here, look. Here's more not funny. You were wrong, and I was right. You were
1: wrong, and I was wrong and I Thank you, good, Now the important thing that we do is search for this boy and find out who he is and what he's doing on the island. Right. So we'll split up and tell the others to be on the lookout for him. Who are you going to tell? Well, I'll tell Marianne
0: and Mr. and Mrs. Howell. Who is going to tell Marianne and Mr. and Mrs. Howell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell Ginger, the
1: Professor. You can tell Marianne This would happened every week again. Do and Mr. and no? you think it would have been an hour show, Castaways on Gilligan's Island, like Bloodboat and, and uh, Fancy oh, Island, where an hour? Question. Good question.
0: Oh, here we, we have, have something story that's slightly
1: funny. Well, fucking 1979's aerobics? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Gilligan will start doing. I oh, don't know why it's funny. He's. He's All funny.
1: Right. Bob Denver is a funny guy. No, g- he's yes, better than Woody Gilligan Allen. Is I probably... not... Gilligan is not funny. He had to bend over backwards for this show. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> There's a white boy in the window. Ba he's Yeah, he's looking at the butts. It's me in 1979. Oh, you look at that! It's a little funny. It's a little funny. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's hysterical apparently. Apparently. Do you remember on the Odd uh, Couple the soundtrack? Oh, those shows. There was always like a distinct laugh in the soundtrack on the left track. I did. Like if somewhere in the aisle, just had it. Well, Carl, you're familiar with the open mic show, and you're familiar oh. with comics in the back of the show. Yeah, and you're familiar with the one comic who has to call attention by having a very distinct laugh. <laughs> so you'll you'll say a joke, and Mike Spiegelman, <laughs> you know, and it, it's to the point where it's just like, hey guys, remember I'm in the room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's this one guy. His name's Brandon. Uh, Brandon Wunderlich and he goes. Oh! I love when I hear his laugh, though. It's not the same thing. He has a very distinctive laugh, but I know I've got a hit when he's laughing, and his laugh is so clear. Oh, that's good. Okay,
1: so... Usually, uh, I'll have the comics who will... Yeah.
0: Just for the plot. The professor found made in Chicago, Illinois in the masks that are supposed to have bad luck. Okay, this will be... Yes, fun they're and... truly bad luck. Now...
1: Hey, oh, right. This a skipper.
0: Yeah, Alan Hale does a very bad job in this whole thing, this whole series. He sucks, but not right here. Right here, he's f- as funny as Luke Costello. So he's <laughs> sexually excited by Ginger, and it's weird. He hasn't done that the whole series. Yeah, you're right.
1: Maybe because it's uh, Pushing They're the same age. Ginger, dude.